And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hey everybody and welcome to uh, episode 123 of the Drops at Darren Star here. It's Friday, last day of May the 31st. I'm starting to record this at 7.30 in the morning. Good lord, it feels way earlier than that as well. But I've actually already had a pretty productive um, work day so far. So I'm trying to get some stuff done here. I'm going to do a little bit now. Probably go hit a workout, come back, record the rest of this. Not like anybody out there cares, but I always like to be uh, transparent, you know? So, um... There really is so much to talk about today. I can't even tell you. Y'all came through, and uh, I've got a bunch of voicemails here, a couple of you in particular. So thank you for that. We'll get to those shortly here. A um, little teaser. Um, I have been asked. People have been clamoring. and <laughs> Normally, this is where I say, you know, that means one person asked me. But actually, I've had a lot of requests, legitimately. People want to dig in more on macros, and so we are going to do it today. Um, and we're going to not just have a general macro discussion, but I think it's a little bit more practical to dig in on like one specific macro-related task that we want to do. And it's one that just so happens to be totally relevant to me right now. And so I'm going to step you through it as I figure it out for myself Um which is, you know, there are all these meal prep services out there that will make meals for you and then deliver them or you go pick them up, but you can get, you know, 5, 10, 15 meals for the week, do less prep at home, everything prepared for you, and then they give you um, the macros for those as well. So um, I use one here. Um, I've just started using them last week. Actually, it's Clean Eats. Eats with a Z. Uh, here in Knoxville, they've got several locations over, I think, typically mostly the, the eastern Atlantic area. Um but uh, not just a local business. There's two of them here in town, but then there's one in Nashville. There's some in North Carolina, D.C., Atlanta, Georgia area. So um, there's a lot of them out there. So anyway, that's one of many different options. Um, you can even find, um, you know, a, a lot of people, just individuals like private chefs um, will do meal prep as well. Um, so it is a thing. And if you are like me and lazy and uh, a creature of habit, and you, you kind of want to pull out of that a little bit and get a little bit more variety in, these meal prep services are a good way to do it. And so um, they have provided all the macros here. And so what I want to do is step through how you can incorporate that into your own macronutrient-based plan and still have a high degree of precision. So I'll step you through that here. We got a whole bunch of questions to go over, comments from people, feedback, etc. And so let's just get right into it. Um, okay, we've kind of done that here. Hold on. Um, we had a, uh, a question, uh, poll question about waist trainers going back last week. Um, let's just touch on that briefly here. Um, had some decent response for the poll. Decent as in like, you know, pretty good for me in like four days. Uh, had, had, had 15 people go and vote, which, you know, I can see how many times the episode's downloaded and listening listened to. And so I can see like, wow. The percentage of people that actually go and vote is pretty damn low. So uh, it's really easy. Seriously, thedropset.com. You just pull it up. The poll's right there at the top. Couldn't make it any easier. Question was, what most accurately sums up your thoughts on waist trainers? Interestingly enough, um, coming in last with zero votes was the option that you've used one but didn't feel it was effective or didn't like it. So basically, um, you're either against it or you're for it, like you've used it and you, you're, you're gung-ho about it, um, not a lot of middle ground there. So uh, the, the bi biggest vote-getter was hell no. You know, 47% of people said hell no. Um, 
54%, however, fell into the other two camps, which is um, I have one uh, and I like it, or I haven't used one, but I want to. I'm interested. So uh, kind of curious there. So we'll dig dig into that a little bit deeper here. But first, um, just to kick us off here, I want to get a really uh, a, a nice little update, some closure um, from a listener that we've heard before recently. So take it away, Paige. Hey, Darren. It's Paige from Pittsburgh uh, calling in to give my update from my show this past Saturday, um, I was competing at the Lehigh Valley show that was in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, Sandy Williamson was the head judge, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, previously I had said that I had a coach that told me that I wouldn't have been ready for the show, uh, that I didn't look the way he wanted me to, and so I decided to drop them at three weeks out and coach myself and do the damn show. And here we are. So the verdict is, is I won first place in both of my classes, which was uh, the figure open B class, because I'm 5'3", and the figure novice. Um, so won both those. I uh, didn't quite get the overall, but it was pretty darn close, and I have to say I'm extremely happy with how things turned out, and I guess uh, coaching myself didn't go too bad either. I kind of went into the show with the mindset that I did the best I could, and I felt good about my look. It might have needed to be a little bit um, maybe more conditioned. I kind of wish I had a little bit more of my legs, um, but in the end, I guess the judges liked what they saw. And I posed my ass off, and I could tell the judges appreciated that. And it really uh, showed my hard work. So if I could give any advice to any of you competitors out there, pose, pose, pose. The judges really notice good posing. And have fun. Don't stop smiling. You know, and that goes for any competitor on stage. So, yeah. Thanks so much for, you know, putting me on the podcast because I just feel like it really gave me a lot to prove and um, I'm happy with myself and I I proved that old coach of mine wrong. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. But thanks so much, guys. One word, vindication. <laughs> that's what it comes down to, I think. So uh, that's awesome, Paige. Thank you for sharing. Congratulations. Also, um, if you haven't, um, go check her out um, on Instagram. And uh, you know, she's got a lot of uh, stuff posted from the show as well, so you can see what she was up against there. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, you said maybe more condition, maybe a little bit more in the legs. You know, most people can say that. Unless you're coming out of there with an overall win or with your pro card from a national-level show, if you're walking away and being like, nope, I brought everything, I mean, you're probably delusional. So I think it's good to have a little perspective like, this could be better, that could be better. You know, if I'm going up there, you know, I look back to where I was for my photo shoot in November, I'm like, yeah, let, let's detail the list of things that I would like to be improved. <laughs> you know, how, how much time you got, you know, there's a long list. So uh, I think it's good to be realistic. Say, yeah, it could have been better. But here's the thing. So we, we, you'd, you'd committed to doing the show. You were bringing yourself in. So at that point, it's like, okay, we don't really have any expectations here. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off of you. 
Um, so you can go in, you can have fun, you can kind of let loose on stage. And you said, you know, the, the posing was good. It makes a huge difference. Judges take note of that. Yeah, it is really impossible to oversell the importance of that. And I saw your videos. and I'm like, yeah, I mean, she, she's loose and free up there. She's enjoying herself. She's having a good time. She's showing what she's got. And, you know, not a lot of stiffness. Like, you know, like, okay, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. God, I hope I do good. You're like, no, fuck it. All right, here, here I am. You know, I coached myself for the last three weeks. So screw y'all. This is me. And you, you can kind of see that attitude and yeah, it's good. It's fantastic. So, um, I love hearing stories like that. Um, stories that, um, convince the world that you don't need a coach and, oh, wait, hold on. Okay. Th this is against my self-interest here. Hold on. No, <laughs> no, you don't need a coach. It's going to bring you down. Um, or, or tell you that you can't do something. You know, one of the things that I maintain with all my clients is, you know, I am your biggest fan and I believe in your unwavering ability to do anything you want. And the only one, uh, the only way, the only way that you can prove that wrong is to decide that you don't want to do it. Um, so, you know, I, I'm never going to quit on you. You're going to have to quit on yourself basically. So now I might tell you like, you know, hold on. So what, what I might have said, so let me, let me put myself in the shoes of your coach page at three weeks out ish. And, uh, let's see here. So I would have said, Paige, what's your target for this show? Cause we're, we're a little behind on conditioning here. And so like, if we could get a couple extra weeks, that'd be great. You know, I, I don't know what the other show options were, but it, like if there's another one's like three or four weeks later, I'm like, that might be a better target. Are you already financially committed to this show? Have you already signed up? You have, okay, well, let's do it. You know what? I mean, there's, there's no reason not to, but let's also maybe think about picking a second one three to four weeks later and, and use this one as a tune-up, and that's going to be our real mark. That's what we're going to shoot for here. So, And that's assuming I shared his opinion on your level of conditioning and readiness. So, But that's the right way to do it, not just be like, you can't do this show. It's like, I mean, that's not your call to make, dude. You're the coach. Uh, you, you're the helper. You're not the dictator. So... Congratulations. I'm thrilled with that. That is absolutely fantastic. Um, so we've got a lot more to get to here. I'm going to interject with a couple of my own notes here. Um, I have seen lately, there's like this phenomenon in the gym, and I don't know what, it's a fashion phenomenon. So if you've listened listen to this before, you know my thoughts on a few things. Um, leggings for guys. I really don't care how awesome your legs are. If you're Kai Green, I don't care. Leggings still look dumb. Uh, period. End of sentence. That's it. Sleeveless hoodies, come on, no. No, you wear a sleeveless hoodie, I'm totally, totally, totally judging you. Um, so the thing that I've seen lately is women who are wearing a sports bra with a tank top over it, and then they take the tank top and they fold it up to show their midsection, and so like the, the, the top around their chest is like doubled up because it's sports bra and the, the bottom half of their tank top folded up. Now, I've seen the thing where you like, you know, tie it off into a little knot or something like that. Okay, I get that. It's cute. Sure. Uh, that's fine. Th this is like, okay, I'm putting this thing on over my sports bra and then I'm pulling it up to reveal exactly what the sports bra isn't covering. So I have double coverage everywhere else. And then I'm going to I'm going to keep it there. Like I'm not just doing that for an ab check, but I'm going to wear it that way and walk around like that. So I've seen this three times in the past week-ish in the gym from three different people, three different women. And I don't get it. So is there something going on that I'm not aware of? Is that like, you know, 
like that's what Kim Kardashian does when she goes to the gym. So everybody else is doing it now or something like that. Somebody please explain it to me. There's going to be a well-timed voicemail that comes in over the weekend, probably cluing me into something in pop culture that I missed. And there's something that's causing this. It's still going to be dumb. I can tell you that, but like what, am I the only one that's seen this? Is this a phenomenon exclusive to East Tennessee and Knoxville specifically, maybe West Knoxville specifically? I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I mean, you know, yeah, here I am complaining about eye candy in the gym. It, it just, it, it's illogical and it doesn't make sense. And therefore, I don't like it and it grates on my nerves. So, yeah, I just had to get that off my chest. Here's another thing that I'm, I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. So every now and then, I have a good idea. I know, right? Like, hold the phone. Wait a second. What? No, you don't, you idiot. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's rare. It's rare. This is one that I had. So um, one question that I get a lot. Uh, from clients that are in a growth season or from prospective clients. And I'm saying, we need to grow. Uh, you know, you, you are undersized right now. You want to compete. Okay, cool. If we go pre-contest right now, you are going to get you down there and you're going to feel just completely, you know, anemic. Like you're not even there. You're going to be like an invisible human being. There's just no muscle left um, after you cut down, relatively speaking, you know. You could still pass for somebody with some muscle just out on the street, but on a bodybuilding stage, no, you're going to look way undersized. I'm like, we need to grow. We got to grow. That is the priority here. Um, and so the question that I get a lot is, how long can I grow for? And I finally have the perfect answer for it. And that answer is 21 weeks. I'm kidding, of course. There is no answer that is that easy. <laughs> but wouldn't it be nice if we're like, no, you can grow for 21 weeks and then boom, that's it. That, that, is, that is the final answer. That applies to everybody all over the world. That is the solution. I've discovered it. Here's my mathematical formula. Here's how I worked out my proof. And there you go. I will submit this paper for research um, for a peer-reviewed journal and boom, done. No. Unfortunately, no. But I have a metaphorical answer. So this is a little bit more nebulous, but it gets you around the concept of how I approach an off-season. So your off-season, your growth phase, is like a credit card. Oh, yeah, but we're getting deep here, aren't we? Uh-huh. I like it. So you get a credit card. It is issued to you from the bank, and you get there. It arrives. It is in that envelope. You peel it off the little um, adhesive piece of paper. You flip it over. You uh, sign it. You call the little number to activate it. Boom. You have a working credit card with zero balance and let's just say a $5,000 limit. Awesome. Life is good. Conversely, you're just starting out. You're relatively lean. You're coming off of a show. Uh, you're nice and lean. You're ready to grow. You don't have any metabolic concerns, you know, or you've you had some, but you're out of your reverse diet, and boom, you are ready to grow. You have a credit card with zero balance. So now, as you start that growth phase, you're going to start eating. You're going to start lifting. You're going to start growing. You're going to pull out that credit card. You're going to start spending a little bit. That balance is going to go up. You're spending a little bit. You know, you buy gas on it here and there. You know, you take your your husband or your wife out to dinner. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to buy a pack of gum. You go into a convenience store to get a Monster Zero, ultra white, of course. Uh, and, uh, oh, left my cash. Well, I'll put it on the credit card. A couple bucks here, a couple bucks there. I got a $5,000 limit. I got money to burn. It's all good. I know I got to pay it off eventually, but it's all, you know, it's adding up really slow. It's fine. So you continue growing. You continue eating. You're putting on a little bit of fat, just a little bit. 
a little bit. It's fine. You know, okay, the abs are still there. They're still relatively sharp. Uh, you know, you don't have to squint too hard to see them. So, you know, now, you know, you go out and uh, you go to Guitar Center and you're like, man, that set of cymbals looks really nice. I need those upgraded cymbals for my kit. Yeah, they're 700 bucks. I got a $5,000 limit. So, mm, it's okay. So, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make that splash. And then you get it. You get that notification on your phone. Your purchase was cleared. It was like, ooh, 700 bucks. Ooh, that hurts a little bit. Similarly, you're going along fine in your growth phase. It's all good. And then you're like, I'm going to Mexico for a week. Screw y'all. Peace out. Take this job and shove it. You're on the beach. You're sipping drinks. It's good. You're like, hey, I'm going to go to the bar in there, get some nachos. Oh, man. Omelet bar for breakfast. Yeah. Oh, look at all this crap. Oh, what's this in the buffet here? This Chinese pomegranate? What the hell is that? It looks like somebody just snotted all in the fruit bowl. That's disgusting. I'm going to pass on that. By the way, if you haven't seen those, Google it. Chinese pomegranate nastiest food you'll ever see in your life. Um, so uh, it's the same kind of thing. So you come back and you're like, oh, man, okay, that hurt. Those abs are still there, but I can barely see them. You get where I'm going with this? You know, your off-season is like building up your balance on a credit card. And there gets to a point where you're uncomfortable <laughs> and you are not happy with what you're seeing anymore. That point is different for everybody. You get that point where your credit card balance is up there and maybe you're not maxed out, but suddenly you look at that and you're like, man, these interest payments are starting to hurt a little bit. This is money I'm pissing away. My minimum payments aren't doing it. So uh, I need to start paying that down. And that is when you start your cut. So uh, it, it, it's a metaphor that and I've, I've gone through this trying to explain it to a couple clients and I've had to, a chance to practice a couple different variations on it. It really works. It holds up really well. It's exactly what it is, um, except, you know, it's like a credit card with a soft limit instead of like you get to $5,000 and boom, you're done. It's like if I'm on a growth phase and I get to 240 pounds and then boom, that's the end of the line. I mean, you know, not necessarily, you know, it, it depends on your comfort level. That's, that's your credit limit is your comfort level, which is something that can be adjusted adjustable a little bit. So, um, that's the best way to put it. And then, you know, you can, you can continue making minimum payments, which is okay. I'm going to do 15 minutes of cardio here and there just to try and take a little bit of the edge off. Uh, or you can say, you know what, I need to stop spending for a little bit and pay this down. Um, maybe not pay it all the way off, but I need to pay it down. And that's where you do like a four week mini cut or a six week mini cut or something like that. So, um, as far as how long your growth phase works, I think that's the best answer because it is not something that can be answered in absolute terms. It's all relative. And I think if you use the credit card analogy, it really kind of works. So I got to say, you know, every now and then I have a good idea. I think that's one of them. So feel free to burst my bubble and tell me why I'm wrong. I certainly welcome that. Actually, no, I don't. Uh, do it. I won't welcome it. And if you do burst my bubble successfully, I will be pissed. And I will whine about it a lot. But nonetheless, I think it'll be, it'll, <laughs> listening to me whine is always, is always good listening, right? I mean, people seem to enjoy when I have something to rant about, at least. So uh, there's a fine line between ranting and whining, maybe. Uh, I can whine all day long, let me tell you what. Um, okay. So that, that is that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with that. And I just felt like that was worth sharing. So, um, a couple other things there. I don't know if we'll get to those today. There's just so much stuff to cover here. It's ridiculous. So, um, uh, comment, um, from, <laughs> uh, Jessica Fannin, who is, uh, somebody that I'll be working with shortly here. Um, we're ready to, uh, 
kind of kind of start working towards prep. We're just going to take uh, a little bit. Of time. I've got a vacation coming up, and I'm kind of hesitant to get uh, too many people started up right now, and then I'm going to disappear for a week. So um, we'll be picking things up on the other side there. But um, she said she, um, th- this is just a, a direct quote from an email that she sent to me, which I thought was fantastic, and I just wanted to share it with you. She said, quote, also, I listen to your podcast. Grass updates are awesome. Yeah, take that, all you naysayers. Uh, she says, she continues, I'm trying to grow seed right now too. If you did a, if I did a podcast, everyone would hear about my six dogs and one cat or not because no one would listen to that. And I said, I would totally listen to a podcast about your six dogs. The cat, mm, I could take or leave, but the six dogs, yes, I absolutely would. Especially if they chimed in and in the background, I could hear like their collars jingling and one of them barking every now and then I would totally listen to that. So there you go. Feedback that, uh, not everybody thinks that my lawn updates are dumb, one person likes them. I think somebody else did too. And I mentioned that before. So yeah, um, here's the current update. It rained last night here in Knoxville. It's been in the nineties for well over a week now and it's been bone dry. So I've been, you know, with a the, the little bit of it was turning brown and I'm really concerned. Like some of the stuff that I put to seed is not, you know, the, some of the stuff that came up isn't super established yet. And I'm like, don't die on me. So I've been watering it aggressively. And then that rain last night was a big help as well. So um, it, it is at the point, however, where I cannot reseed again until the fall. It's just gotten too hot here and it's too dry. And if I try to put anything down now, I'm going to have to go out and water it like every three hours. And I just don't have the time for that. So um, this is the time where I'm really thinking like, man, we should have used some of that money that we had when we sold the previous house and moved in here and paid to have an irrigation system put in. Oh, God, don't I wish. Don't I wish. I looked at doing it myself um, last year, but decided to build a deck instead. No regrets on that. That's paying off. But, man, I do wish I had an irrigation system. Um, the problem now is, you know, with all the time I'm spending on doing this, the last thing I want to do is dig up a whole bunch of the yard and, you know, rent a trencher and dig a bunch of holes for uh, – for control boxes and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, eventually that might happen. I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, so there you go. That, that is a uh, uh, validation of the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the awesomeness of the, uh, the lawn update. So thank you. Um, also another Jessica client of mine, Jessica Martin, who is competing tomorrow. Good luck, Jessica. Um, and also Sam is competing tomorrow. And I just realized as I am recording this at 7:51, um, I'm still waiting on my Friday peak week updates from both y'all. Um, Sam's probably sleeping in, I would guess. And Jessica, she's on, uh, Oh, I don't remember if it's mountain time or Pacific time. So she's probably just getting up. I know she's got some travel to do today. She's leaving early, so I'll hear from her shortly. Um, But she said, um, and so I don't have a lot of specifics on this, but it's a topic that's worth covering here. So um, uh, she has a friend um, who uh, did uh, what? She's ended up doing um, many shows. And um, from a show that she did years ago, the, the photos from that show uh, can now be found on a softcore porn site. And she is currently involved in a lawsuit with the photographer from the show. And Jessica's question is, Has I, have I heard of this happening before? And is there any way competitors can protect themselves? So the, the specifics are irrelevant. That doesn't really matter. What it comes down to is a question of privacy. Um, and you know ethical responsibility for show photographers and things like that. So um, I, I, now I should have done some digging because I thought I knew um, just with the production company and the show. I thought I knew who the photographer was. I have not double checked on that. But and it kind of surprised me because I'm like, 
the, the, that photographer, I, I, I don't know them personally, but I, I am familiar with their work, and I know that I, they do a ton of shows. They're a stand-up individual, very professional as well. So it, I, I'm kind of curious, like, what's the backstory there? How did this really happen? Um, you know, is it just a, a case of, you know, a photographer not protecting their data? I can't imagine it would be sold in a way like that. Um just because, I mean, that's that's the photographer's reputation at stake. And it's like me, I'm like, you know, I've got a library, an archive of progress photos. Am I going to sell those to somebody who wants to, you know, um, come up with some kind of false pretense before and after thing for their own business? No. I mean, <laughs> no. First of all, no. And second, uh, no, privacy. Come on. No, no. I, I take privacy way too seriously for that. So uh, I, I am curious, like, what's the real real story here? It's just, it just seems kind of weird. But nonetheless, the thought that something like this could happen. So here's the thing. You get photos like that, and um, they will get posted on, you know, muscular development, RX muscle contest coverage. So the photos from the photo photographer, um, they will, they will sell those or they have a, a, uh, collaboration with websites that post contest coverage so that they can have photos up there. So, um, you know, it's just an extra uh, income stream for the photographers. So, um, <clears throat> now, once that's up there, so the, the pho photographers at the show, they're taking photos. They're not taking photos just for you to buy. Like, they're also taking photos as a representative of the media as well. So, um, so yes, those photos will end up in the public domain. Now, how they end up on a softcore porn site, I'm like, well, you know, let's say I run one of those. I don't, but let's just pretend. And I'm looking for some... Uh, some, uh, I like how I had to say that I don't. It's like, you know, in denying that now, Darren, you've just raised speculation. Everybody's going to be Googling my name, softcore porn site webmaster. No, don't do that. Um, I mean, go ahead because you won't find anything. I'm just saying, I don't, I got Can I just go back 30 seconds to before this shit started coming out of my mouth? I wish. And now roll with it. Um, so me thinks he doth protest too much. <sighs> This is what I get for doing a podcast before 8 in the morning. Um, so if I'm running a site like that and I'm looking for material, it's way easier to scour the internet for stuff rather than, you know, hiring models and photographers and doing shoots and processing stuff and paying people. It's way easier just to be like uh, Google pictures of, you know, just general search topics that I think that the visitors to my site might be interested in. And sure, you might find some, some competition photos there. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Well, there's a photographer's watermark on this. I'm just going to crop it out. There we go. All right, that's mine. You know, I've I've removed the the uh, the um, watermark down in the corner um, that says who the photographer was. The site where it's posted will also add their own watermark. You just crop those out. There you go. Easy as pie. Anybody can do it. So you do a show. There is no telling where your photos might end up. And realistically, it's probably something like that. So um, and if it is, uh, I I am not a lawyer. Um, I know I have some clients with legal experience, so maybe somebody can chime in here. Um, I can't imagine the photographer being held liable for that um, in a legal sense, um, just because it's it's something that was in the public domain. And the problem is, yeah, you you search for that on um, uh, on a, a a competition photo website, and of course your name's going to be on there. So what's the solution? How can you protect yourself? There is a solution. It's a dumb one, but it is the solution, and that is to not use your name, your real name, when you compete. Um, and so, uh, you know, 
Jessica also said that her friend, it's, it's having an impact on her personal training and coaching business. Sure. So, you know, especially if, you know, typically a soft core porn site will not, I, I, <laughs> I don't imagine <laughs> that they would, um, I mean, the, the name is irrelevant. Like, you know, okay, well, why, why, um, why do they care what the person's name is? I don't know. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, if somebody's Googling, your name, and then they click on images, and then they pull up this one, like, oh, this is on a softcore porn site. What the heck? I mean, you know, I don't doubt that that is happening. It just seems weird. Like, why does the site that's hosting that care what your name is? I mean, they're there for the photos. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it, it can have an impact. And also some people, like, you know, let's say you're a professional. You're a lawyer. You're a real estate agent. You're a doctor. You're a school board member. You're a teacher, a superintendent, whatever. You can have any number of reasons why you don't want photos of yourself up on stage in a bikini posted on the Internet with your name attached to them. And so the solution there, because you can't really opt out from having your photos taken. You know, you are going and participating in a public competition. Okay, so that, that kind of comes with the territory. Like, your photo's going to be taken, all right? Um, if you don't want it to be taken, don't compete. That is the solution. Um, but if you don't want or you're concerned about the possibility of your photos being misused in the public domain, don't compete with your real name. Um, so here's the thing. So uh, competition fraud doesn't happen. You never sign up for a show and then go to check in and find out, hey, somebody else already checked in with your name. <laughs> like, how many times has that ever happened? I can tell you zero has never happened. Nobody's going to do that. Um, and therefore, they don't check your ID. You can compete as Bart Simpson if you want to, and they're not going to check your ID. If they have a Bart Simpson on the registration sheet and you come in and claim that you're Bart Simpson, guess what? <laughs> okay, here you go. You have your NPC card. Here you go. Go right over there. Get your T-shirt, blah, blah, blah. Great. Bart Simpson is checked in. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> you can compete with any name you want to, and therefore, uh, when you are you know, Darren Star MD or whatever, um, and you go to Google that, it's not going to show up um, in somebody's uh, you know, softcore porn website library. So um, if you are concerned about that and you could have slightly paranoid reasons for being concerned about it, you could have totally legitimate professional reasons for that. Or maybe you know it's a part of your life that you just want to keep separate from the rest of it. That's fine. It's not super common, but it is totally fine. I've worked with a lot of people who have done that. Just don't compete with your real name. That is the solution. So... All right, we've got a quick break coming up, and when we come back here, we are going to get to um, more calls. I say quick break. It's not going to be a quick break for you. It's going to be like two seconds. For me, I'm going to break for a couple hours, go eat, go lift, et cetera, come back. We'll, uh, we'll have a powwow. We'll have a good time, and uh, we got a lot more to talk about. We do. We're at 30 minutes right now. It's, this is going to go for over an hour today. I can guarantee you that. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, continue. Follow Darren on Instagram at Darren underscore star to see client profiles, updated workout plans, and tips and tricks on training and nutrition. All right, and we are back. Thanks for sticking in with me over that break of about four hours that probably felt like uh, about, what, 20 seconds-ish, something like that. 
Um, so yeah, I went and uh, ate a little bit, had an arm workout, went to Lowe's, picked up some accessories that will help with the weekend, and uh, now I'm back. So it occurs to me also in the time that I spent out that probably this uh, meal prep um, discussion that I want to have here might take up the rest of the episode. We could go like super long, but also um, there is a uh, th- there is an issue to contend with here that's not time related, that is fatigue related, and that uh, when I'm doing this podcast, uh, I do not do it with any kind of good or acceptable vocal form. So I get fatigued pretty easily doing it. So about an hour, like things really start to go south vocally for me after that. So that's kind of my limit. So we're going to play it by ear here. I suspect that this may be um, it, but hey, you know what? Uh, Stick around till the end because you never know. You never know. So I wanted to have a discussion about uh, meal prep services and incorporating their offerings into your own plan. So fair warning, there's going to be a lot of numbers and some math thrown around in here. This is something that would be, it would make for a really good YouTube video, but I am far too lazy to put that shit together. Um, Putting anything up on YouTube requires so much editing and post-production in order to make it good and watchable. Um, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. It's like my form of TV, basically. Um, and I just see the work and the effort that goes into those. And so I've, I've done some. Uh, and so I know behind the scenes like what it takes. I'm like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to make good, watchable content. So uh, instead, you get it here. You're going to get a lot of numbers thrown at you. We're going to do a little bit of math. It's going to be basic, and I'm going to make it so that you don't necessarily have to follow along and pay attention. Don't double-check my math. I got that. So you can just kind of let the numbers flow through, but try and get the main concepts that I'm looking for here. So um, so like I said, the, the service that I'm using is Clean Eats with a Z. Um, they're a, uh, local place here. They're a regional chain though. Um, they're, they're, you know, in the Southeast, I know, I think they go a little bit up the Eastern seaboard as well too, up towards DC, maybe beyond. Um, I'm not sure. So every Thursday they send out their plan meals for the following week. And typically they will have six options. So you look at those, you say how many of each one you want, and then you place your order and then you go on Monday and pick it up. So pretty easy, pretty cool. So the menu came out um, yesterday for this coming week. And so it works out pretty well for me in that I check in with my coach on Saturday. Um, She will send over any changes um, for the following week on Saturday. So then theoretically, I could then on Sunday, because you have to place your order by Sunday, I could get all my macros squared away, figure out how many meals I wanted to order, place the order, and be ready to go on Monday. Now, I'm going to do it today because I know that my numbers aren't changing for this week, um, at least I hope. Um, so what do we have here? Um, we have my current macros, which currently are 300, 310, 120. 300 grams of protein, 310 grams of carbs, 120 grams of fat. Um, now, for the clean eats meals for the week, they have six options, one of which I'm throwing away right off the bat because it's some seafood scampi bullshit. I'm not going anywhere near that. I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. So there's five others remaining. Um, they are um, just as curiosities here for this week. It's a pepperoni chicken, which sounds kind of appealing. Um, <laughs> a good-for-you nachos where the, the chips are actually sweet potatoes um, cut like waffle-style fry, uh, waffle style. Um, I abbreviated that as GFY nachos, which then I read that as go fuck yourself nachos um they've got a uh, steak potato and corn dish a verde chicken with a green sauce and then a farmhouse omelet for more of like a breakfast style thing so um and they plug in macros for all of those and they also give you options as well you can do a half carb option a no carb option 
and then an extra protein option. Um, now, just to show that uh, this is not a sponsorship shout-out or anything like that, I have issues with Clean Eats and the way they handle this. Now, they are still the best option, I think, locally. Um, and uh, the issue is the extra protein thing, um, you have to specify that. Like, it's a box that you check, and it applies to every meal in your order, and it adds $1.50 to every meal as well. So I'm like, all right, cool, what do we get? Well, in some meals, it's like an extra 6 grams of protein. It's like that ain't worth a buck fifty, but overall for the week, I, I, I'm kind of like begrudgingly holding my breath and checking the box and saying, "Fine, do it." But you know, if I'm ordering ten meals, it's an extra fifteen bucks for you know not really the most generous protein serving. So, point being, um, a lot of these meals for a guy are going to come in a little south of of where I need to be to hit three hundred grams a day. So the way I'm working it here is I do six meals daily. These are going to be two of them, and the other four. For sake of simplicity, I'm going to have the same every day. So I've gone through on MyFitnessPal, and I went ahead and purchased the premium version of MyFitnessPal finally because uh, I finally have a need for a feature that is only available through um, premium. So, And that is the ability to do just a, a bulk macro ad, like without searching for a food, but just say, add these macros to this meal. Um, so that's something that you need my fitness pal to pull off or my fitness pal premium to pull off. And so I went ahead and did that just because I need it for this. Um, so my four meals, uh, I've got, uh, my first two meals of the day, which are actually a protein bar. And then, uh, cause I need something just really easy and quick when I wake up to snack on something that wouldn't stick around if I was cutting on a growth phase and eh, sure it's still not great, but it is a convenience food. It's also a little lower on protein. Um, it's 20 grams. So, one thing I could do if I find myself in a little bit of a bind, just because I'm having six meals, uh, that's uh, 300 grams. That means, you know, I need to average about 50 grams per meal. So if one meal is coming in at uh, 20, that's it, it, bad planning on my part. But also, it's one of those Gatorade chocolate chip protein bars, and those things are so insanely good. I'm willing to work around a little bit. It's probably not going to stick around for too much longer just because it does make the rest of the numbers uh, a little bit more challenging than they, than they need to be in order to come out correctly. So... Um, uh, the meals that I have here, that pr uh, protein bar, I've got a meal that's, um, based around eggs and ground chicken with uh, cream of rice as well. Um, my post-workout meal is a protein shake and, uh, some cereal. And then I've got another meal that I've simplified just down to a protein shake. Usually I'll mix in some peanut butter and rice cakes, but what I wanted to do is get a base template set up where there's enough leftover macros that I can add any of these meals from clean eats in any combination and not break the bank um, and still have some macros left to spare. So uh, what I'm trying to do is set a fairly low baseline um, of simplicity. And then I can, I can add things in on a day-by-day -day basis. Because the thing is, you know, I'm trying to get some variety here. So these five remaining meals here, I'm going to order some, uh, some quantity of all of these and mix and match them throughout the week. So what my goal is here is to take my four base meals that will not change in my fitness pal. I've got it set up Monday through Sunday. So I've got seven days planned. And I'm just going to plan out the week and figure out which of these meals, which of these five options I'm going to plug in on which two slots for each day. Um, and basically it's going to be like, okay, Monday we're going to do nachos and verde chicken. Tuesday we're going to do the steak meal and pepperoni chicken. Whatever. We're going to figure that out right now. So, um, and not so much what I'm having, but then what do we do after that? That's the big step here. So um, with my macros at 300, 310, 120, those four base meals come out to a grand total of 179, 180, 43 which means for two meals, the two meals that I have prepped here, I have a, we can call it an allowance 
of 121 grams of protein, so 60 grams average is what we're looking for here. None of these meals go any higher. One of them is 52, 43, and the rest are in the 30s. Um, so that we're definitely going to be under there. We're going to have to bring up the protein elsewhere. But 121 grams of protein, 130 grams of carbs, 77 grams of fat. So the reason I pulled some carbs and fats out of my base four meals is so that I can take any of these five meals from Clean Eats. And so one of them, the steak, potato, and corn meal, there's 49 grams of carbs in that one. So I can have that twice on a day and it comes in just under 100. Well, I've got an allowance of 130, so I'm golden there. So um, that means I can take any of these meals and still be under uh, my totals, and then I can start to bring those up elsewhere. Um, also, um, I've got an allowance of 77 grams of fat. Well, the the go fuck yourself nachos, <laughs> sorry, the good for you nachos um, have 24 grams, so that's 48. That still leaves me almost that's 29 grams left to play with still. So um, I'm gonna pick any two of these meals, and then figure out my numbers, and then uh, we're gonna play around with one sample day here, so that we can come up with the precise totals for everything else, and how we're gonna make it all work out, and get really close to within uh, my actual targets here. So. Let's do it. So uh, I've, I've established here, I can mix and match. I can do anything I want here. So um, I think what I'm looking at here, um, I'm going to, you know, there, there's two meals here that are a little higher in protein, both of the chicken meals. I, I'm going to try to have one of those each day, and then I can match that with a lower protein option. I'm still going to have to offset that with some um, additional protein elsewhere, but we'll figure that out. So um, let me pull up my food log here. Here's Monday. So I've got my four meals plugged in already for Monday. I did that before I started recording this. And, you know, from here, um, you get, you get them plugged in for one day. And then in my fitness pal up at the top, you hit the little pencil icon. You check the select all box up at the top. And then you click on the three dots, copy today, and just plug that in for, you know, tomorrow or whatever. The, the sad thing is you can only do today, tomorrow, yesterday, and then one additional day on each side. You can't say copy that to June 4th, which is what I really want to do. So um, what I'm going to do instead is just um, leave this sitting here as a template until uh, Sunday, and then I'll be able to copy it later on in the week. So um, that, that's uh, an annoying feature or lack of feature that they have. So we're going to add a food here. And um, we are going to click on the plus sign in the upper right corner. And we're going to do a quick add. And here, um, oh, shoot. Hold on. Hold the phone. Um, Clean Eats sent me a macro matrix. They send this out each week. It's a PDF that lists the macro and calorie information for all of the meals and all of the options as well. So you can see, you know, if you go extra protein, what the numbers are. If you go half carb or no carb, you can see what the uh, the numbers are for that as well. So, um, all right. So here we go. I did not record the calorie information when I transcribed this into my... Uh, uh, into my little note here for the podcast, but we got it now. So, um, all right. So we're going to do a quick ad here. Um, what am I going to go? Let's start. Let's, let's go for, I'm picking for Monday now. Let's go pepperoni chicken. And so that's going to be 410 calories. And just to give you an idea also, um, like that number goes as low as 240 if you go for the no carb option. So my macros for that meal, if I go extra protein, 43 grams of protein, 46 grams of carbs, 13 grams of fat. If you go for the um, regular protein, no carb option, those numbers go down to 34, 8, and 8. So pretty pretty reasonable, pretty reasonable. If you're trying to watch your fats, um, you know, like the, the nachos are going to be a, a, a buster for this one. It's like 20 grams of fat at minimum. Um the steak, potato, and corn meals, 15 grams of fat. But the two chicken meals, 6 and 8. Um, the seafood meals, 9. So you've got some good options here. Even the uh, the omelet is 11. So um, 
So anyway, um, 410 grams, uh, 410 calories. Um, carbs are 46. Protein is, okay, so this is my first time using this feature. I did not realize this. You can plug in the macros, and they will plug in a caloric number for you based on those, which is kind of a nice little feature, assuming they do the math correctly. Um, 13 grams of fat, and then 43 grams of protein. So that comes out, according to their calculations, as 473 calories. And this is why, you know, I never look at the calorie number because something's always off. Somebody's math is shitty. Whether it's Clean Eats, whether it's My Fitness Pal, I don't care. The numbers, proteins, carbs, and fats are correct. That is all I care about. So, um, all right, so we're going to add that 46, no, I'm sorry, 43, 46, and 13. We're going to check that box. Now, that did not give me the option to name it. So what I need to do then is pull out my trusty little post-it note here. And just because I'm going to need to go back and remember what I'm doing here. So hold on, let me get my, my pen or my lime green mechanical pencil. Um, and so I'm going to just, on my post-it note here, I'm going to write Monday. And then I'm just going to write the two meals that I have selected for Monday. And then I'll just probably just stick this post-it note up in the kitchen so I know, okay, today's Monday. What am I pulling out of the fridge? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so it's going to be the pepperoni chicken. And then what else? What am I going to have for my sixth meal here? Let's do, uh, let's do the nachos. I'm all about some nachos here. So meal six, we're going to do uh, the plus sign in the upper right corner. Quick add carbs for the nachos. Extra protein version is 29 Fat is 24. Protein is 32. So, you know, again, with, with my remainder, I need to hit a 60-gram average in order to um, hit it. And instead, I'm hitting about a, what, a 36, 37-gram average. So I'm going to have to go back in and plug some protein in. So we'll figure that out. Um, and once again, the calories are way off. So, um, all right. So now I've got my six meals plugged in, and I'm going to plug in on my Post-it note for Monday, GFY. <laughs> I giggle every time I see that, like a little kid. That's the thing. I might be 42 years old, but dick and fart jokes never get old. So, um, all right, GFY nachos. There we go. So, um, that's it. Those are my numbers for the day. Now, what did the totals come out to? They came out to, and so just so you know, I haven't rehearsed this. I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do to make these numbers add up. We're going to get creative here and make it work. So, who boy. Okay, so my protein's at 254, my carbs are at 255, my fats are at 80. So I'm going to write that down here. 255. Hold on, let's not write it down there. Let's put it here instead. So, 255, sorry, 254, 255, 80. Which means I have a differential to make up. 46 grams of protein, 45, 55 grams of carbs, 40 grams of fat. Okay, so because I'm in a growth phase, this is a good problem to have. If you're in a cutting phase, you're going to have a much harder time with this. Like you may realistically only be able to cut and plug in like one of these meals or something like that. If your macros are a little, little more sh uh, restricted, uh, you might have a tougher time with this. So, but conceptually, this is how it works. So now I have all six meals plugged in, but I have deficits in all three columns. 46 grams of protein, 55 grams of carbs, 40 grams of fat. Now, how am I going to plug those in? Well, the first thing I can do here is look and see what I've got. Okay. So meal one, you know, I, I could, um, I've got two protein shakes in here. I can take one of those and bump them up to three scoops. I might do that for my post-workout meal. That makes it a large protein serving. It's not ideal, but it'll work here. Um, so I'm going to do that put the check there. And then that brings me up to 279. So now I need an extra 21 grams. So what if I take on that day, I'm going to take my first meal, which has three ounces of ground chicken in it. I'm going to make that four. 
and throw in an extra ounce there. Done. And what if I throw in an extra egg as well? I had um, three eggs. Let's do four whole eggs. That's going to give me some extra fats as well. So now that brings my protein up to 293. Realistically, that might be too much because when I add in some fats, I'm going to bring in some trace proteins as well. So I might end up going over on that number and I might have to come back and adjust again. So, But that gets us in the ballpark. We're within seven. Okay, we're close enough um, for now. I wouldn't consider that to be close enough in the final sense if I was going to put a bow on this thing and save it and print it and be done. Um, but we're good for now. So um, let's tackle carbs next. Um, we have 257 grams of carbs now. Um, we need another 43. So let's go ahead and bring in one of these um, protein shakes in the afternoon. I typically had that paired with rice cakes and peanut butter. I'm going to go ahead and bring those back in now. So I'm going to add my um, Quaker caramel rice cakes. Let's bring in, let's see. Yeah, let's do two for right now. So there's a little bit of trial and error right now. So I, I was thinking like, let's bring in three, but I also know I'm going to bring in some peanut butter and that has trace carbs as well. So um, they're, they're, it all adds up. So you can see it is a little trial and error. And you can also see how if you're trying to do this by the seat of your pants and just logging foods as you eat throughout the day, you're going to have a hard time at the end of the day trying to make everything fit when you're tired, you've got one meal left and your give a crap meter is way, way down in the red. So do it ahead of time. I cannot stress enough if you want to be successful with this, you have to plan ahead. You really do. So, okay, I've added rice cakes and peanut butter there. So I've added some trace protein, some trace carbs, and uh, a good healthy chunk of fats as well. And I got the fats from the egg earlier too. So let's do, check the damage here and see where we're at. We're closing in. So our protein is now two grams over. Um, we still have an extra... 23 grams of carbs to play with, and we still need an extra 18 grams of fat. Okay, so let's do this. That protein bar in the morning, I'm going to throw some cashews in there. Um, it's a staple of mine. I always keep some around. We're going to throw in a full ounce, um, which uh, clocks in at 5, 8, and 13 protein, carbs, and fat. So now our protein was already over. Now it's more over. Um, carbs are in line. Fats are getting close. They're within five now. So Let's do this. Let's bring in an additional rice cake for that one afternoon meal. So we had two rice cakes. Let's make it three. We're going to go in here and make an edit, change that two to a three. That's done. So you can see like when you're first trying to figure this out, it can take a little time. Once you understand where the numbers are coming from and you've got like your most recent food items stored in MyFitnessPal, so they're always like some of the first things that pop up and you have to do less searching, this process really becomes very quick. Um, and so the the thing is, you know, because I'm narrating this as I go along, it actually slows me down and it takes longer. Um, but realistically, I could probably do a day in a minute and I repeat that seven times. I'm done with this in less than 10 minutes. That's my meal planning for the week. That's it. And then I go to the store and I have at this point almost no meal prep to do because you saw like the only thing that I really have to cook in advance is that ground chicken for that first meal. Everything else is like protein shakes, carbs out of a box, rice cake, peanut butter, cashews. Um, you know, that first meal, I like cooking that up hot and fresh every morning. So there's, there's no prep outside of just getting the ground chicken, um, browned up first. So, um, and since my other meals are coming from a service, I have really no meal prep to do for the whole week, um, which is awesome. So I brought in that extra rice cake. Let's just see here. Um, now it's time to start fine-tuning a little bit. So um, let's do this. Um, our protein is over, so we increased uh, that uh, ground chicken in that first meal to four ounces. I'm going to now pull that back down to three because um, that'll be plenty. That should get us right in the ballpark there. We need a little bit of extra fat, so I'm going to take 
that afternoon snack, the protein shake, the peanut butter and the rice cakes, and I'm going to add a teaspoon, a teaspoon of MCT oil into that shake. That'll get me uh, just under five grams of fat. So that's added now. Now let's check out and see where we're at here. So now our numbers are 301, 306, 119. So our differential from the target, I am over by one gram of protein. I am under by four grams of carbs and I'm under by one gram of fat. I'm going to call that pretty effing good. That's good for me. If I wanted to get those extra four grams of carbs, well, guess what? I have um, my third meal. My post-workout meal is Lucky Charms. And so I've got, uh, what is my total here? 81 grams dry of Lucky Charms. Well, I make that 87 grams-ish, and boom, there's my extra four grams of carbs. So I'm pretty much spot on here. And when you plan ahead, that is the level of precision to which you should hold your hold your standards to. You know, one, one to three grams off tops on any column. So that fat at 120, me being at 119, and you saw how easy it was to get there. You know, we bring in some cashews, we bring in some peanut butter, um, we add an extra whole egg to that meal, we bring in a teaspoon of oil. I just have to, the hardest part for me is going to be, oh yeah, let's remember to actually throw that in once it comes time to mix that shake up. Um, but you can see how easy it is to be really precise when you plan ahead. So, um, and that, that was me starting with just four meals being wildly off and having a lot of leeway and latitude to plug in two random meals from Clean Eats um, that are prepped, um, that makes my life a lot easier. And then uh, it's just a, a, a simple matter of picking up the difference here and going from there. So let's, uh, let's do this. Let's do this. That was one day. Why don't we now um, play around with it and let's see, let's do it. Let's do a second day, shall we? Um, give me just a second here. And let's copy that to, we're going to copy that to Sunday, knowing I'm going to have to uh, play around with that and, and move it to a different day. But it's the only day that I have available as a quick ad day. So I'm going to go ahead and work this up as though it's Tuesday um, and just remember that it's actually Sunday. So um, let's just play around with the example again here. So I'm taking everything that we just did. Um, and that, that might be the way to do it because, you know, th there's a really good uh, variance and differential on some of these numbers. But, you know, the same general thing is going to be true regardless of which two meals I pick and that I'm going to have a lot of fats and carbs to play with and I'm going to need to uh, bring up extra protein. So I've already done all that for Monday. So now when I go to Tuesday, I'm going to keep all of my Monday changes there, copy it over to Tuesday, and then uh, let's, uh, let's remove the two meals that I added down here at the bottom. So let's go... How can I delete that? I think it's, is there a swipe? No, I can't swipe it. Oh, I hold down, delete entry. Hold down, delete entry. There we go. Okay, so meal five, add food. What am I going to pick here for Tuesday now? I've got these options. Um, I did the pepperoni chicken and the nachos. So let's do the steak meal. And how about the verde chicken, just so I get a couple of different, uh, different options here. So the steak meal, I'm going to do, again, plus sign on the top right corner, quick add. Our numbers for that steak meal, 49 grams of carbs, 20 grams of protein, 30, or I'm sorry, 20 grams of fat, 39 grams of protein. There we go. You know, these calorie numbers are wildly off from what uh, Clean Eats reports. Quick add, and then the Verde chicken is going to be 52 grams of protein, 54 grams of carbs, nine grams of fat. So just 
removing the two prepped meals from Monday and plugging in the ones that I want for Tuesday and making no other changes to the plan for Monday. We're going to hit the pie chart icon up at the top, see where our macros sit. So our protein's at 317, so it came in a little bit higher. Carbs are at 334, came in significantly higher. Fats are down at 111 right now. Okay, cool. I can play with that. I kind of already know what I want to do here. So we need to lose about 17 grams of protein. We need to lose about 24 grams of carbs. And we need to lose 11 grams. I'm sorry, we need to gain 9 grams of fat. So the first thing I'm going to do is ditch one of those rice cakes. Um, there it is. Because um, we, we did end up adding one. So we went all the way up to three. We're going to drop that back down to two. Um, what else, uh, for protein, where can we ditch? You know what I'd like to do since we ended up being a lot higher here, that shake that we changed to three scoops. I don't like doing that. So I'm going to pull that back down to two, which I think is just a little bit more ideal. And then we can, uh, up a serving size elsewhere. So when I change that one scoop down, we need to bring in an extra nine grams somewhere else. So let's, uh, take that ground chicken in the first meal that was three ounces. And I, I, pl I bumped that up to four and then bumped it back down. Well, let's bump it up to four. We actually need it now. Um, so that's good. And then um, we're going to be short on some fats as well. So let me take that teaspoon of MCT oil. We were nine grams of fat short. Well, a tablespoon is, is um, 14 grams. So what I'd like to do then is just plug in the additional two teaspoons and change that one teaspoon to a tablespoon. Ha ha ha. So one tablespoon. That should get us pretty close. Let's check the numbers and see. Uh, I did something wrong. <laughs> that is not even close. What the hell did I do? Uh, oh, I changed that portion to 12 ounces of ground chicken. No. Um, oh, my multiplier was off here. There we go. Okay. That's why you got to check your work. All right. Oh, that's much better. Much better. Okay, cool. So, um, boy, we are really, really close. Um, we're two grams of protein short. We're over by 11 on carbs, and we are spot on exactly for fat. So pretty darn good. Uh, uh, you know, you might say, I'm okay with that. Well, guess what? I'm not. We're 11 grams over by carbs and, on carbs, and I also happen to know that is exactly how many carbs there are in one rice cake. So I'm going to take that two rice cake portion in the afternoon and drop that back down to one, and now we should be pretty much exactly spot on for everything. We're three grams of protein short, exactly on for carbs, exactly on for fats. little planning ahead, and suddenly, boom, precision. Is this level of precision necessary for your off-season? Probably not. But uh, for my off-season, I'm trying to be a little bit better. And also, you know, for me, it's demonstration. I'm trying to show you how you can do it and that it's done. And realistically, to spend, you know, 7 to 10 minutes planning out your meals for the week, um, and especially if you're using a service like this and that ends up being most of your meal prep time and then you just go shopping and pick up your non-perishables, uh, I mean, it, it's a commitment that's worth it. Spend 10 minutes a week planning out your food. Give me a break. Hell yeah. But even if you aren't using prepped meals, and this is why I wanted to have this discussion. So it applies to me right now uh, very, very uh, specifically um, because of, of what I started doing with this service. But um, regardless of what you're doing, the basic concepts of how you can plug a food into your plan and then how um, basically what we're doing here is we're making a macronutrient substitution. We're just starting with a blank slate and then we're plugging in something that we know isn't necessarily going to fit and then we have to go and make other substitutions elsewhere. You can, you can see the ripple effect and how I'm hunting through each meal saying, okay, what am I willing to sacrifice? What's gonna, what can I subtract here that's going to pull away? And the thing that makes that easier is having a, uh, an intimate knowledge of what the macronutrient breakdown of uh, all the foods are that you use on a regular basis. 
Like I know any oil is pure fat. So if I, if my protein and carbs are straight on and my fats are off, they're either low or high. I know I can either bring in or get rid of some oil if I have some in there already. Um, if my protein is short, I need to know, okay, well how much protein is there in an ounce of that ground chicken or in an egg or something like that? You don't have to know all those things, but if you do this long enough, you will learn if you're paying attention. Um, and so that knowledge of just doing this over time, realistically, a couple weeks doing this, you're going to be kind of like a, 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 a base level pro. Um, if you're just paying attention and looking at where the numbers come from, you can see where your, uh, carb sources are coming from. And then you'll also know like, okay, well, when I lose some of this carb source, um, I'm also losing some trace proteins from that, that I might need to make up, etc. So that's the game that you play. That's how you make macronutrient substitutions. But also, um, I think a, a good sustainable way to, uh, to do macros in the off season is to, you know, if you typically have six meals a day. Well, plug in five that are the same every day, and then that way you can have dinner with your family, and what you'd want to do is leave yourself some wiggle room so that you've got a lot of carbs and a lot of fats to play with, especially if you want to have a meal that's like a little more of like a normal person meal. Um, so you, you can uh, estimate, and I know I've cooked up enough recipes from the Food Network. I know that most of those meals are, if you budget yourself 40 to 60 grams of carbs, about 30 grams of fat, and about 30 grams of protein, there's a wide, wide array of meals that will fit that. And so if you've got room in your macros where you can leave that out, leave a hole that's about that sized in there, and then uh, once you know what you're going to be cooking for that night, like I still am at, you know, this goes back to like, you know, better homes and gardens level shit right here, right? Plan your meals out for the week. You know, they, they tell you that even if you're just like a, a homemaker or whatever. That was the old thing, you know. Sit down on the weekend, write out your meals, go grocery shopping for it, and then you've got a schedule for the week and you follow that. It's the same thing here. You plan ahead a little bit and you can make it work. If you're trying to be spontaneous, you're going to end up with a macro headache on your hands. And it's not to say that you can't do it, but God, it's a pain in the ass to do it. it is an absolute pain in the ass to do it. It's going to stress you out and it's going to make you think sooner rather than later that this isn't worth it. Um, or you're just going to be wildly inaccurate and then we're going to start to develop issues based on that. And then you say like, well, I was off this day. That's okay. Yeah. One day isn't going to kill you, but you do that several times a week, every week it starts to add up. So, um, you're either missing out on games, you're putting on additional body fat that you don't necessarily want, etc. So just take a little responsibility, plan ahead and develop the skill set that lets you do this easier and more efficiently. So, um, that's it. And so, yeah, we have still got so much more to cover. I'm pretty much wasted right now. So not like drunk. That would be cool. Uh, it's Friday. You never know. Never know. Uh, no, I mean, my, uh, my voice is kind of getting shot. So I'm pretty much done. I'm going to save some stuff in the tank for Monday. Um, so to all, to everyone who called in and left messages, we're going to try and burn through a lot of those on Monday, but still I want more, you know, give me some stuff for next week. We're going to talk about waist trainers as well. I know I'm keeping you in suspense there on that one. Um, there's still time to vote. So I, I relayed what the current voting looks like. Go cast your vote. Um, let's see if we can get another 10 or so people to chime in on that over the weekend. We'll talk about it on Monday. And then I've got a, at least a message or two from, uh, listeners to play on that, giving their thoughts as well. So I'd certainly love to hear more. So 
That is it. I'm going to wrap it up. I appreciate you all listening. Um, questions, thoughts, comments on macros, call in. Let's talk about that too. This is a discussion that will always be worth revisiting. Always. Um, you know, I've, I've done podcasts on this before. I still get a lot of questions on it. It's one of the biggest areas of concern and confusion for people out there. Um, and I want you all to be comfortable with it. And I want you, if you've been kind of shying away from it or, or not embracing it, I want you to get over that hump and give it a shot. Just because the the level of flexibility that opens up for you is, you know, it, it can be scary. It can be too much at times, but you can also rein it back in. Just because it is flexible doesn't mean it has to be completely and totally different every day. Give yourself a base template to work from. There you go. So once again, the call in number 865-518-2974. Please do call in and I'd love to hear from you. If you've got anything that you want to discuss on here, anything you want to ask of me, hit me up. I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Stay safe wherever you are. We'll check back in on Monday.